Wow. I guess this is how we're going to start. Hello, my name is Kim, and you're listening to In the Shadows. In the Shadows. Hello and welcome to the In the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Kim, and today we will be having an unscripted-ish episode. It's the new year and you know how we usually have our New Year's resolutions? Well, this will keep with the trend, but we're going to do something a little different. This episode will be like a New Year's resolutions for American politics and how we engage with it. We're setting out long-term goals to solve. Agree with me or disagree? The comment section is open and my link tree is in the description. So you can email me directly and we can have an in-depth conversation about these topics. I'd love to hear different opinions to combat my own because that just makes my argument stronger. I'm not afraid to be wrong. I'm also not afraid to adapt. That's what we're doing here, adapting. My New Year's resolution is to change the kind of approach that I have when talking about these political decisions. Instead of going the self-explanatory route, this is going to be a little different. That's right, I found my flow, everybody. Let's get started. I want Americans to have access to the rest of America. We should dissolve reservations and just make them the Americas, and dissolve national parks and just make them the Americas, and native-born Americans born in America should be able to lay claim to these areas, and these areas should be protected by the Americans who live there. So how that works is that every American, once they've turned 18, should enlist in the National Guard so that they're protecting American land, and they can be in charge of Border Patrol. It's their country, and they should have a say who comes in and out of it. We just live here. As for the states, however, we should be able to maintain what we already have in our current borders. We haven't developed to the fullest. And if you were thinking that I was talking about white Americans, I was not. I say give America back to the actual Americans who went still the land from. So we may finally crush this animosity between us and the colonizers who have created these national parks to take away the land we've reserved for ourselves. Our overconsumption is egregious and will lead to our downfall like the fall of Rome. For those of you who care about the fall of Rome. And I can say that because, in all honesty, I don't benefit from this forced participation. Much like many black Americans, we didn't choose to be here one way or another. It's mostly large economic powers that benefited from the exploitation that forced us to come to this country or be in poverty in this country for as long as we have. So on my second thing, our relationship with racism needs to go. Things to leave behind in 2023. The inability to understand that we live in a country that was founded on racism. I'm not having this argument with people who wish we didn't have that kind of history. Because we do, and the past doesn't magically go away. It's compounded onto itself. We experience and replicate the remembrance of what our elders have created for us. We are educated by people who have lived, and we're educated by people who have lived before them. It's a timeline. This year, within the election cycle, I'm focusing on breaking generational curses. How do we solve this relationship with cops? How do we solve this relationship with teachers and other government-paid bodies? How do we fix the relationship between elections and the black community? One thing's for certain, and two things for sure, I see a lot of the same white people who were educated in private white-only spaces that their parents sent them to because they were upset 
about going to school with black people for the first time in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, you have to remember we are not all kumbaya after MLK. Some person assassinated MLK. That's the ugly truth. And we have to look at it in the face and fix it. For the black community, I think we're going to do an episode in February specifically focusing on how we can fix our relationships with the rest of our communities because we are the most obviously targeted group and that deserves its own episode entirely. And don't say that isn't true because model minority does exist, colorism exists, classism exists. All of these ways in which black people are divided between each other to see who is the better black person, those are ways in which we react to the targeting. Let's bring nuance into the new year. Many of the standards we uphold upon each other are set by very wealthy people connected to old exploiters. So the system we live in now rewards the exploitation of the less fortunate. Let us acknowledge that it is a blessing to be in America, but I am going to also acknowledge why America is so wealthy. Let us have respect for those who have fought and died for our country and respect them enough to respect their lives and value their lives to not send them to pointless stupid wars from this day forward can we please not hate paying taxes for what they do for a country but hate how we use our taxes so irresponsibly stop defending billionaires they would pay for your kidneys to be taken away from you and leave you there to rot they got what they wanted they're currently doing that speaking of billionaires i vote we stop working with them stop working for them they do not contribute well to our society they do not give back to our communities they build their fortunes on they do not care for the lives of their employees so if they don't care i don't care i'll take the money from a corporation that i work for and create a community garden in my front yard in my backyard with my family because that's what what really matters. In this new year, I'm focusing on giving back to my community. It makes no sense to be fighting each other as to who suffers more when we're not working together to make the suffering less. But don't get me wrong. We're going to actively, directly solve the issues we actively see in our day-to-day -day because those issues are real and those issues are persistent and those issues haven't been solved yet. That's racism, transphobia, homophobia, the real pain and hurt people go through and try to mitigate that. Every year we focus on going to the gym and eating healthy. New year, new me! How about a healthier mindset to round out the trajectory for our future? Let's care about the people around us this year. Let's care about their problems. Let's care what they might be going through because homelessness is an epidemic. That's an issue we have to solve today. Let's be realistic this go round. We are in a crisis. We need solutions. So let's put on our blinders from all all the fear-mongering of the LGBTQ community and the rising crime rates, those things don't exist. The focus on trans healthcare makes no sense, especially when 0.07% of our population needs it. At least to me, it seems like a distraction to focus this hard on a particular group of people. Why are we focusing so hard on their genitalia? Why are we focusing so hard on making sure they're woman enough? Honey, it's hard enough to be a black woman, let alone a trans woman. That's just something compiled on top of another. So can you guys leave womanhood alone? You don't understand it. You've never been a part of it. And I'm talking about the men who try to defend womanhood as if only certain groups of people can be a part of. I'm talking about you, Matt Walsh. You're not a woman. unless you 
you got something to say unless you want to come out now because I can understand if you're trans and you're just super harsh on this topic because you're regressive in your own self you're never gonna be happy with yourself I can understand that but I don't understand the criteria in which women need to perform womanhood in order for you a man who's never experienced childbirth who's never experienced a period who's never experienced being sexually harassed every which way in turn but I understand that trans women understand what it's like to be sexually harassed and have these weird expectations of womanhood put on them because I know what it's like to be a fucking woman so I'm saying this now we're putting that shit in the past I don't want to hear anything else about how trans women need to be in one way or another performing for our womanly needs and desires because they want to be women doesn't take away from my womanhood I will always be a woman even when they want to change themselves them being women doesn't threaten me my womanhood is always going to be strong as steel and so is theirs it's a compliment honestly to have people fight so hard to be in the group that I'm in and quite frankly it's also expanding on our understanding of womanhood I'm going to speak on this topic now because I am never going to speak on this topic again I guess when it comes to the concept of womanhood only other women can understand where it's coming from White women, however, I will say this, have always had a coveted experience of womanhood where white men have always valued them as objects and they somehow, somehow have pride in that. If you really want to be treated as an object, try being a black woman back in like 1902 where your productivity was the only value you had. And quite frankly, white women experienced that. That's why they fought so hard to vote. So I don't understand this whole, we need to covet womanhood. You're mitigating our own experiences of womanhood into a very small area in which we can exist. I was born like this. I'm sorry, I'm not trans, but I'll fight hard for the other women in the group because I know what it's like. As a woman, I will say this. The infighting within our group, we've had to fight for womanhood for a long time. And I see trans women also fighting for womanhood for a long time. And I'd much rather align myself with them than the self-destructive TERFs. They're not fighting for womanhood if the only way that a woman can be counted as a woman is if she only experiences a period or if she only experiences childbirth. Some of us are born with the inability to carry a child. So don't give me the criteria of womanhood. From my mother and my mother's mother, we will experience womanhood in a different way. We know what womanhood really fucking feels like. And quite frankly, join the club. Oh, and word of advice, um, if you don't work in the medical field, I don't want to hear anyone talk about trans kids. These are the personal life decisions of parents who make private decisions with their kids as to what their kids want to do with their bodies and adults who want to change after they become adults outside of their parents' control and shit. Leave trans kids alone. That is between their parents, their doctors, and every other medical professional that's going to interact with this child. And if you've never been in the room of medicine, in the field of medicine, I want you to stop talking about it. I can tell by the way you talk about medicine. I would really, really really appreciate if every person who've pulled an example of very simple biology, very simple understandings of the human body, and very simple anatomy. We're fucking weird. We're not gonna come out the same way. We're unique in that way. That falls under the line of medicine. You've never worked with a person with mental illnesses. I will say that. Most people who talk in the way of like protect these kids, protect these kids' innocence, don't really care about kids. They really don't. They want to control these kids and understanding of themselves because they have a set idea of what a child should be, what a child should grow up to be. Like people can't grow and change. The funny thing about medicine is that it is inconsistent and it is personalized to every individual. So if you don't understand a trans kid, that is not 
your kid to understand. Keep your name and keep your mouth out of medicine. I don't want to hear it. These are personal medical decisions that are made between a doctor and their patient. Outside advice and outside onlookers do not need to comment. I could get a hysterectomy. It's not your to put that on my body because it's not your life to live. Not only is your taxes not paying for that, your insurance isn't paying for that. Trans people are paying for their own health care. Parents of trans kids are paying for their kids to transition. So it's none of your business. It's never been part of your business. It doesn't affect your business. So you really care for no reason. Yes, there are a large amount of kids coming out now, but that's because it's now safe to do so. Oh, and don't even get me started on crime, because most of crime is manufactured. Most of crime is built around keeping poor people in a state of poverty in which they have to act aggressively in order to survive. Lots of people that you see with gang banging and drug selling and, and having to steal most likely have to do those things in order to survive in a country that will not let them. And the thing that we see the most, the biggest pattern we see the most, is large amounts of poverty in a particular group of people. And we're talking histories of financially setting these groups of people back. I'm talking about most people of color. If you were a person of color back in like before the civil rights era, if you were Native American, you were colored. If you were Hispanic, you were colored. If you were anything other than white, and then the civil rights era happened. And those walls broke down explicit systematic ways in which white people have advanced themselves. There is a whites only sign. White people would go here and get all of the advantages into an area of prestige and access and ability. But those barriers are still there. Their function can still maintain the same system. You know, systematic racism is what we're talking about. That's how crime is manufactured. You have a group of people who are targeted financially, unable to rise to the likes and heights of most poor white people. Most poor white people have the ability to rise to the heights of middle class if they work hard enough, if they're pretty enough, if they're talented enough, like white people will always bring other white people up. We see it in our entertainment. They're not the same, but they're parallels because all of us are experiencing oppression in some way, kind of form. It's just in different angles in which we are oppressed. Crime, in general, it is built to put people in a state of continuous duress and those people aren't getting help therefore manufacturing the very crimes that we see. Now don't get me wrong, if I'm put in a situation where I feel incredibly unsafe, I'm just gonna try to de-escalate the situation as best as possible, and if I don't have the opportunity to do that, I'm sorry bro, it's you. <laughs> it's you, not me. And that's being realistic. We don't exist in a vacuum of places where everything is safe or everything is dangerous. So with that realism, let's be real. The crime is targeting poor, black, poor, minority communities. And it also disproportionately affects poor white neighborhoods, something that white people don't want to acknowledge because it works. It works so efficiently to keep a majority of black people in a state of poverty. They'd rather keep the system that harms than the system that profits. So I say keep that in 2023. Keep that in the past. I'm done with it. Personally, this year, I would be surprised if a political right-wing podcast or YouTube channel found my podcast. It would probably allow me to show up and eviscerate them in front of their most loyal subjects. That's what I would like to do this year. I can have vindictive goals. It all depends on which matter I would like to use my vindictiveness. So I leave you with this philosophical quote of sorts. A knife has many uses and it is best used for cutting vegetables. But given the right circumstances, would you hesitate? I wouldn't if I was protecting my family. I wouldn't if I was protecting my friends. I wouldn't if I was protecting someone. 
that's basically how I am. Anywho, thank you for joining me on this fun adventure of a podcast episode. I know, I switch up my vibe every once in a while, but like, <laughs> experimenting is over. Welcome to the new year. We are trying to succeed. That's that's the effort that I'm going with. We'll see how the new year goes. Hopefully everything goes well. Well, it is the new election cycle and what I would like to call the circus of American politics. It's not looking pretty good. It's not looking pretty good at all. But I'll keep you guys updated as to who we should and should not. Most of them is fuck no, but like I've been impressed by a couple of them. Keep in mind. We are to be distracted by the performance arts of it all. Look into their policies. Let's look into their policies to see exactly where they want to move America financially, philosophically even, maybe even morally. Can we move forward morally from the subjective? And I'm talking about, and you know who I'm talking about. I'm being blatantly obvious. Anywho, have a happy new year, and I hope the best for you all. Let's get this year.